Hi, I'm Sean Binder. Hi, I'm Bronze Avery. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Casual Talk, Talk. A podcast that's like having an intimate conversation with close friends at a party. Each week, we'll sit down with unique guests that we find crazy interesting, pop a bottle, and cut through the small talk to get to the good shit. I am Bronze Avery, and I am your favorite pop star that you don't even know about yet. (laughs) No, but I am like a pop singer, songwriter, recording artist, producer, designer, visual person, baddie, best friend ever. (laughs) and also one of the hosts of this show. And I'm Sean Binder, and I am a writer, director, and community curator. Ooh, I love community curator. It sounds like a hot, like, $100,000 a year job. You know what I mean? I'm just, like, super nice to people online. (laughs) Like, professionally. (laughs) I'm professionally a nice person online. Offline, I'm a bitch. No, I'm just (laughs) kidding. So I thought a good way to kick things off would be discussing our highs and lows of the week. So let's start with you, Sean. What was your high of the week? Um, I just moved into a new apartment, so I don't have like... (laughs) It's been been like five months coming, Um, but I don't have a lot of groceries. So I've just been giving myself a lot of permission to just like eat terrible fast food. Wait, actually, that's like a high of my life. It's like an excuse to just eat out. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have dishes yet. Like, what am I going to do? I better go and oh, drive yeah. through. You just have to. You have to do the very LA thing and it's like eat sweet green like every single day. Oh man, I, I feel like I wish I was going to places like Sweet Green. You're going to Jack in the Box. Yeah, You're I'm going, going to this. I'm going to this place called Gus's, which is kind of by my house. Wait, um, I've never heard of that. What is that? Because it's like a hole in the wall. It's like truly you can drive up. They have like this giant menu. You get like a like a barbecue cheeseburger or also like a like anything that you could think of. Are you of. gonna take me there tonight? Yeah. We because could go after we record this. I literally would want it so bad. Like, what the hell? Why have you never told me about this? I didn't even know it existed until I moved. I moved uh, exactly half a mile away from you. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> it's like a new world over there. If you live in LA, you gotta visit Gus's. I swear by it. And I guess my low of the week would be moving. Like, I don't do physical labor. You're too gay for that. That's why I got on the fucking internet and made myself a job. So I didn't have to do that. Uh (laughs) I think gay people, like, should just be exempt from physical labor. Like, if we got drafted in the army, like, we have to be the desk job. I would just be like, I'm flat-footed. I can't... I would tell the recruitment officer I was I was like down to suck his dick or something like I don't know I would just like do anything to get out of it. I'm very grateful to people who are in the active. Yeah, and uh, if you're gay and you do do physical labor, like I respect you and I like can do it too. But why would you want to if you didn't have to? Yeah, we just we don't want to. Um, But what were your highs and lows of the week? Um, I have so many highs of this week. But the one that stands out to me the most is that I'm actually, like, I secured an appointment to get my tonsils out next week. Yeah. It's so crazy because I have, like, a single coming out. Actually just came out literally right as I'm talking, like, at 9 (laughs) o'clock. And, like, you would think that would be the high of my week. And it is in a lot of ways. But, like, I'm so excited to get my tonsils out. My tonsils have been, like, the overarching negative thing in my life where I get sick every two weeks. I like can't smoke weed. I can't deep throw. It's just like a mess. So I'm (laughs) like, and it's been like back and forth between insurance and appointments to like get it done. So getting the appointment in, like I almost wanted to cry. 
it's like you know how fucked the healthcare system is in the United States, mm-hmm. but then you re- when you start to like research how much this shit costs, I'm sure it's like a whole other it's thing. It's crazy. The low of the week for me is realizing I think I have a real issue eating at home. Like a big issue. Like I cook a lot, actually. Like I do cook like a good amount of food at home. But any even if it tastes really good, I just am not happy if I'm not like at a restaurant or like a to-go place. It's like an experience. Go with different people to different restaurants. You get yeah. out of the house. We also work from home. Yeah. Like I like ordering food too. Like I don't know. Like just cooking at home doesn't give me that like ooh-ah sensation. I have this particularly with salads. Like I could make mm. myself like the healthiest salad and it just doesn't taste like you mentioned, like a sweet green salad. It doesn't, it's just not the same. Mm-hmm. I try to do the same thing <laughs> and it's just not the same. So those are the highs and the lows of the week. Um, our next part of the podcast is actually just um, kind of like a new thing every week. So like you never know what you're going to get. But this week it's five questions that you've always wanted to ask your best friend that you don't know the answer to. Okay, so my first question is, would you rather sleep wearing handcuffs or a bike helmet? I think I'd rather sleep wearing handcuffs. I think so too. Because my head would get so hot and I feel like I'm always fucking hot while I sleep. Yeah, I feel like handcuffs are really crazy, but I feel like I already kind of sleep with handcuffs, if that makes sense. Mm, Like emotionally? (laughs) (laughs) well more (laughs) yes but also just because like i'm always in weird positions in my bed okay so i feel like i'm i could get used to it but a helmet is just like whoa i don't think i would like it being strapped against my chin i think i'd freak the i would get like claustrophobic i think that shit would be crazy like i used to have to wear like a night guard but imagine not being able to grab a glass of water easily does someone come and unlock you at the in like the morning? Oh, I'm I have to sure. P- okay, I actually might change my answer because I pee every ten minutes, as you know. But you so. can get up and pee without with handcuffs. Oh, they're not like attached to anything. Oh, they're just like well, on I me. didn't specify, so I was just thinking they're they're just like handcuffed. Oh, okay, that's fine then. Yeah, I could pee with that. Okay, yeah, I hope everybody in the audience like chooses that answer too. <laughs> Go ask your friend. Uh, <laughs> Um, okay, I my questions are a little bit. Uh, I'll start with a lighter one. Uh, when did you figure out that Santa Claus wasn't real? I actually think I never. I always knew he wasn't real. I feel like I was anticipating this. My, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, my my parents aren't bullshitters. They're not gonna like lie to me and be like, oh, like you know, like I. It just wasn't a thing. Like my only memory with Santa Claus is we had like a little Santa Claus, like animatron, like, you know what I mean? Like a little, like, it was a small, like three foot little, like animated Santa Claus mm-hmm. and it was black and it, it was like a black Santa Claus. And like my dad was really serious about it being like black to like show that Santa Claus could be black or whatever. I love that. And maybe because of that, I just knew he wasn't real because I just knew Santa Claus couldn't be black. Do you like, excuse me, everything I've been taught was that he's a white man. Yeah, like, I just <laughs> didn't believe it. Like, <laughs> But I also, like, don't believe anything. Like, I'm always, like, I don't know. I just feel like they, my parents weren't bullshitters. They weren't, like, trying to fool me. 
I, I think that we might have gotten to the root of why you and I are such opposite personalities. It's because like my mom was always like, he's real if you believe in your heart. Yeah. My mom is such like a real, she's so like just real. Like she's not going to like bullshit you ever. Sometimes to a fault, but like I love her for it. Um, if you, because I know you're not a vegan. Yeah. If you were to go vegan, what would be your strongest reason as to why? I think environmentally. What do you mean? Like, I think that, um, you know, the meat industry is really fucking up our environment, just like the way it mass produces mm. and like carbon emissions. And I'm honestly, I've always been kind of freaked out about global warming, but lately I'm just really fucking freaked out. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's because of getting more serious. Yeah, it's ter- it's fucking terrible. It's this terrifying. is like the worst weather. Like California's on fire. Florida's going to be underwater. It's just like fucked and I do think Poor about Florida. this constantly. Like Me in, too. just like should I go vegan or at least vegetarian? But I think that um going vegan, I've I've also heard a shit ton of health benefits. Mm-hmm. Um and like you know I'm pretty low energy. Yeah. So maybe it would be like one of the two. It would either be like, I really want to get very like energized and like on it or uh, I'm so scared by global warming. Interesting. I feel like I would go vegan just for the animal cruelty only. Like it would kind of suck if like people were eating humans. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that like PETA, PETA has its heart in the right place. I think just execution's kind of fucked. So mm-hmm. I almost like ignore them because I, I can't imagine seeing those images. But I started reading recently. It's actually really funny you asked this. I started reading again Fast Food Nation, which I know that's not the same thing as being vegan. But I just <laughs> if, I don't even I haven't even read it, so I don't know. It's it's just when I'm eating really terribly lately, like going to fast food, like I was just mentioning, I like will uh, pick up this book. And I think it like cures me for like six months of wanting to touch mm. fast food. I'll lend it to you. Is it like as intense as Super Size Me? The book? Did you ever see that movie, Super Size Me? Yeah, that's fucking crazy though. Like that guy. Like who eats McDonald's that often? I, he like claims a lot of people, but I think that actually- Honestly you, me. <laughs> I know like feeding a family of like five is probably pretty expensive. Like I get that, but I don't, I don't buy into the fact that like, People are so poor, they're feeding their family of five every I meal with McDonald's. Say, I did grow up kind of like poor in a sense, and we did eat fast food a lot because it was cheaper sometimes than buying like full groceries, mm. to be honest. Because it was just like, I don't know, like a burger's a dollar. So it was like three bucks, and we were fed for the night, to be honest. But I mean, honestly, I don't think it was the best thing ever, but like, it's what we did. Did you hear about the guy who ate like Chipotle every single day for a year and he was like totally fine? Chipotle is amazing. I know. We love Chipotle. <laughs> but he like probably wasn't a bottom, right? I pro- definitely, you could not eat Chipotle every day and be a bottom. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's just not possible. I think about my diet as a bottom constantly. Really? I feel like, I don't know, I'm versed. So like, I like, do half and half, but like, I don't know. I feel like I must, I eat like shit, but I never have problems like that. I'm just blessed. I'm a blessed bottom. You are. I'm like a fickle tummy bottom oh, over no. here. So like, I have to like, think about it. I have to like. I wish I could share some of my blessings with you. <laughs> like I, I just I, need I to get like more probiotics theory. or something. Yeah. 
<laughs> I just like sprinkle little probiotics on you at night. <laughs> There's just like a case of fucking kombucha that just like shows up at my house one day. It's like, who who brought this? Um, I just don't, I, I'm not seeing anyone right now, so I don't really give a shit. Yeah. That's like, pun intended, but. <laughs> okay, I think it's my turn, sorry. <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, when did you first decide that you were going to own the title of being like an artist or like a creative? Like maybe when I was like 10. Oh shit. Okay. Because that was the only thing I ever gave a fuck about was like being an artist. I like, I forgot ever since I was a kid, they like made me sing. Like I was always singing and stuff. And I just like, that was the thing I just loved doing the most. But when I was like, I don't know, 10, I was listening to a lot of music, just like Gwen Stefani, Love Angel Music Baby. And I was like, oh, I want to do this. I just like, I don't know. I don't even remember declaring it. I just like knew that was what I was going to do. I still feel that way today. It's so crazy. That's amazing. Um, What is your favorite time that you've ever had sex? My favorite time I've ever had sex was probably right before my senior English final in college. Oh my God, I need more details. Like, <laughs> you don't have to tell me who. I can Maybe tell you, you can everything. Tell okay, yeah, just go for it. Um, you've met one of them. <gasps> who is it? Was it, is it who I'm thinking about? Yeah, I think so. Uh, it starts with a D. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I know everything. Um, but like, so, what happened? What'd you guys do? There was this couple. So I had my English lit final um the next morning and i remember there was this gay couple that kind of was like crazy hot in college they were just okay, yeah. amazing and they invited me and this boy <laughs> over to have a wine night and jacuzzi night oh it sounds like me <laughs> like i'm always having a wine night and a jacuzzi night honestly i remember getting two bottles of like two buck chuck or whatever at uh, Trader Joe's and driving over and listening to Why Not by Hilary Duff. Oh and my just God, amazing. Knowing that I was going to fuck that night. And we all got like super drunk. We went in the hot tub and it was kind of like wife swap. Like I, I had such a crush. <laughs> I kind of like, <laughs> I had such a crush on this guy that I was like talking to at the time. And then it was like this couple and it's like we like switched off. Mm. But we were all in the same room. Did you get with the guy that you thought was cuter of the couple? Yeah. Oh my god, yes. And and he's he's still to this day like really beautiful and like sweet. Um, and Aww. I just like felt really like safe and it was like really chill. Um, and then I got up and I was late to my final, but worth it. <laughs> it was so worth it. And no one had turned in their paper yet. Oh. So I still got to like sit down and take it. God blessed you that night. Right. I was hung over shit. I still got an A in the class. I got amazing bomb sex that I really feel like validated me at a time that I needed it too. So what was your favorite part of the sexual experience? Um being thrown around <gasps> by the guy. Because like, like thrown wow. around sounds bad, but like he was no, like much good. taller than me. I'm like pretty fucking short. And um he just was like built like a house, and so wow, we mm-hmm. love we love houses. Yeah, and Cheers like he would like, he would like talk to me in Spanish like throughout <gasps> it. Like what? That was an important detail that you left out. <laughs> There's like an accent going on. Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was I'm great. Dying. I. That's like a night I would go back and relive for sure. Oh my god! I hope you get to do that one day. 
I will. Well, maybe sure. like without some of it, but without the like test looming over me the next <laughs> <Yeah>. day. <laughs> All right. I guess this is the question I just have about like kind of your artistry because I feel like we're both artists, but we like yeah. exist in such different lanes. And it's um, I, I'm a writer, and I think I'm really good at it. But I don't know. I think you that are. I'm always really so. afraid of like ditching everything and just owning that title mm-hmm. because I honestly don't know what I would do if I went for it a hundred percent and it didn't work out. Okay, yeah. And it's like, how do you get over that fear? Cause you've always known that this is what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, I feel like life is just so short. I know that sounds like so cliche or whatever, but it really is like, it's so short and the only person in your life that can tell you what to do or how to feel or what is the right path is literally you. Like, no matter what your parents say or what society says, like, at the end of the day, you have to look at yourself and smile when you land in your grave. So why not just own any title you want? I think our generation is actually, like, amazing at just, like, creating a title and just, like, owning it and being like, this is what I am. And suck it if you don't believe it or you don't like it. Or I'm going to make you believe it or make you like it. Yeah. And I don't know. I've always done that. I'm just like, I am this. It is like weird though. I think the title that took the longest for me to like hug was producer. Because um, I don't know. Producer just feels like such a technical thing. And I'm like, even though I am a pretty technical person, it just felt like I wasn't anything like the producers I admired but it's because I'm part of a new wave of them and I'm doing it a different way and there's different technology and new things. So yeah, pretty much that. I think like, I think hearing that you talk about like producer was a hard role to hug or um, title Mm -hmm. is really interesting because I think that you and I both have certain uh, skills or ideas of what makes us look intelligent to the outside world. And for me- And you don't want to be phony either. Right. No, no, totally. And I think that like being a producer is such a freaking hard technical skill. So is being a singer, a thousand percent. But people mm-hmm. weirdly don't perceive it as being challenging. Not at all, because everyone's like, oh, I can sing a little bit. I can do a Marriott, a little lamb, and just like move on with her day. But like, but, can you produce a song? No. Like, also, I've been like, I've been singing literally since I was like born. So like, I really can just own that title and be like, I know I'm good at this. I don't care what you say. Right. But producing, it's like, you know, it's a hard skill. So it's like, and also singing is so subjective that I think it took me a while to understand that producing is subjective too. Mm. Because you can, you know what I mean? Like just because it doesn't sound like the glossy pop production of Max Martin doesn't mean that it's not a production. Totally. makes sense. No, um, I love that. What is, speaking of music... What is the most influential album of your life and why? So I have two. I don't know if that's cheating, but Go for it. Rumors by Fleetwood Mac is Oh my god. Absolutely like um an album I think about constantly. It also makes me feel really connected to my mom. Aww. My mom would tell me stories all the time about how she would like go to Stevie Nicks concerts and like really wanted to be Stevie Nicks um Aww. Like growing up and like got a perm like Stevie Nicks and all this sort of stuff. And that made me feel really connected to her because I had spent so much of my young 
like childhood, trying to be or act like someone I wasn't as a gay man. Mm-hmm. And to kind of have this frame of reference of my mom like idolizing someone famous and like someone that she could disappear into mm-hmm. made me really intrigued. I was like, oh, I don't feel as weird and alone. And then obviously I listened to the album and it's fucking incredible. What like, is your favorite? Because I love Rumors. It's one of my favorite albums of all time. What is your favorite song off of Rumors? I think The Chain. I love The Chain. I think I think it's also really cool that it's just like an album made by people who f- wanted to like hate fuck each other the entire time. Oh my god, yes. That's one of the best parts of the making of the album. <laughs> it's so cool to like write an album about the people that you're in the band with. Can you imagine being in a session and being just like, and you bitch, I got something to say to you. I honestly like wish that could happen to me. <laughs> like it'd be amazing if I could be like in a session with my boyfriend and be like, why didn't you wash the dishes? You know what I like. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't gotten to that point yet. Soon. Next EP. Yeah, it'll come. And then I think Rin Weaver's album. The Fool. What happened to Rin Weaver? Come back to me. <sighs> I really want her to. I think that she is an incredible writer. I think that uh, Octahate really like touched something in me at the time. I'd never really experienced. Did you know that song was like on the radio? Really? It was like in Florida at least. Like it was like on the radio. It was like a thing. It was like a big song. Like she was set for stardom. Yeah. And I find that really interesting. Like as a, <laughs> I published a book when I was 20 and then people were like, what's next? And I was like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing is next. Like, um, I'm going to take some time off. So I think that that album also, because I had, I had had a lot of people at the time telling me like what was cool, uh, what I should be listening to, what was going to be exciting to me. I like lived with three girls who worked at the college radio station at Florida state where I went. Mm-hmm. And I just remember discovering that album and being like, this is cool to me. What's your favorite song off of the fool? I think here is home. That's my favorite too. Yeah. Oh, we're soulmates. <laughs> that song you. just like is. Oh, I love you too. How I love that song. Fuck, it's so good. Okay. Um. Did I ask you that last question? Yeah. And then I. I think. I think for me, I have two more. I don't know. I have one more. So yeah. How do you measure happiness? Um, I measure, this is such an like intense question. Um, I think it's like, instead of happiness, I just measure joy. It's, it's like, if you feel happy that day, that should be your goal is to feel as happy as you can that specific day. Because then when you look back, you'll just have more happy days than sad ones. And that is happiness to me is like being happier more of the time because like what can make you happy can change every day. Like today, what made me happy was going to sweet green, to be mm-hmm. honest. Like I've been wanting to do it so bad and that's what really made me happy today. And I don't know. I feel like when you like look back in your life, you just want to have like more happy days and sad days to be honest. So that's how I kind of like gauge it is like, it's like an overall joy I love that. Like not Thanks. thinking too seriously about it. Just like, let's have a good day. Yeah. Cause then you'll look back and you'll be like, oh, I had, cause even there are some days where like, I will remember and I'll be like, oh, like if you really get into the details, I'm like, oh, we got into a fight or like this sucky thing happened. But if you just try to have a good day that day, those kind of details fade away, the bad ones. And you just focus on like, oh, that was a great day. 
I had fun. I had good memories from that. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh, I have like one more question. <laughs> if you had to give one tip to your parents, what would that tip be? Whatever choices that you make won't matter as much as you think they will in the moment. And perception doesn't matter. Mm. I think that's probably the tip. I think that my parents are like really huge on perception and like worry. Um, I think that's a really, I feel like all parents should hear that. Yeah. Because I think every like choice parents make feels so, like it feels so monumental. They're like, fuck, like I got to raise these kids right. And to a certain extent, yeah. But also, like, your kids are going to do whatever they want. Right. My parents love me a lot. And, like, I can never fault them for that. But I think that they always were, like, really concerned about making the optically correct choice versus the right choice. Or they just make their choice and not worry about it. Right. Because at the end of the day, it's just, like, you'll never get it 100% right Mm -hmm. raising another human being who has their own set of emotions and they're figuring themselves out. Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. I love that advice for your parents. Mom and dad, I love you. (laughs) And I think this kind of like, I don't know, this kind of touches on the single that just dropped like 20 minutes ago. But um, what was the first fight you remember having with a friend? Oh, that's a really interesting question. Um, one of the more memorable, okay, here, crazy story, but I'm going to like really shorten it. <laughs> um, mm, I'm not even going to say that one because it wasn't a fight. But one of the first fights I remember getting to was actually my friend um, Alex in high school. And I've probably gotten to five of my friends like before that, but this is the most memorable one to me because it like changed my life. And it was like, he was gay at the time, but he was not out. And I knew he was talking to this guy in school. Like I just like, could, I was a little investigator and I could put two and two together. So one day, like this is back in the day, like the OG iPhone, like literally the original iPhone, like nobody really knew how to work that shit. So he was like, oh, take a picture of me and my friend. Like we were on like this little like playground in high school, I know it's weird. So I took a picture and like, as I was taking a picture, I was one of the only people who also had an iPhone so I knew how to work it. I quickly went to his messages and like saw that he like was talking to this guy that I knew he was talking to and I was like, loved kissing you by the locker. Like so like the the evidence I needed. And then when I gave the phone back, I like kind of gave it back, but it was like on the messages still. So I I got so busted like the next day. And then he was, like, so mad about it, obviously. And then, like, kind of, like, did a revenge thing back at me and, like, said, like, some mean things and, like, claimed this story that was not true. And then he apologized for it. And then he was, like, I actually am gay. But I think what I learned was I was, like, I can't lie anymore. You know, I was kind of, like, a weird compulsive liar up until that point. And then I was, like, no more. And I really never told a lie since that point. Like, I always pretty much, like, tell the truth. Sometimes I'll withhold things. But, like, I always will tell the truth. So that was one of the first fights I remember getting into. And it honestly helps me be a better person, I feel. That's awesome. I think that, like, that's cool that you remember the lesson that you learned from it, too. Because I just felt guilty. I was like, you know what? Like, that really wasn't right. Like, he, why would I do that? Why is it any of my business? 
It was at the time. You were a little investigator. Yeah. I thought it was cool because maybe I just like knew he was gay and I just wanted him to be gay too. I wanted more like gay friends. Mm -hmm. But I mean. Help me help you. Yeah. He was fine with it. I feel like I've learned a lot about. He actually just messaged me on Instagram the other day. That was nice to hear from him because I don't hear from him often. Well, I'm sure he's living his best gay life now. Yeah, he's like a teacher. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, like being great and amazing. That's amazing. Well, I think that we both asked each other five questions. That that was the last question for me, right? Yeah. Okay, so we had the last segment of this is five quick fire questions. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to start. Are you a morning or a night person? Night. Why? I just feel like I have more energy, like or like I just feel like being more social at night. I agree with that. Yeah. Except you're always going home early. <laughs> I, I sleep by like ten. Ah, <laughs> you're busted. Okay, your turn. Um, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? Cookie dough or Oreo? Mm, good choice. Okay. Yeah, I love that. Um, what is the worst place you could get stuck? Like get stuck? Mm-hmm. Like if you were to get stuck somewhere, like fuck, like I'm here for a long time. Probably at a hookup that's like whack. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. Um, how many hours of sleep do you need every night? Zero. No way. Like maybe three. I'm like a newborn baby. I need like 18 to 24 no, hours. Like I can literally wake, I can go to bed like four and wake up at like six and not ever like blink an eye. It's crazy. Um, if you could change one thing about your looks, what would it be? It'd probably be the bags under my eyes all the time. I've never noticed that. Really? No. Oh, man. No, I feel like I constantly notice them. Um, <laughs> these are so ridiculous. Um, <laughs> would you rather lose all your hair or gain 50% more hair? I'd rather gain 50% more hair for sure. <laughs> Hopefully in my head. Um, what was your favorite cartoon show growing up? Danny Phantom. Oh my God, such a good one. I just love them spooky shit, you know? Did you love Ember? Ember, you will remember. I don't remember the song, but she was like a badass bitch on that show for one episode. Sour Patch Kids or Swedish Fish? Um, I fucking have a candy phobia, so neither really. Like I can't even touch candy. It like literally gets me high as I like get so nervous. But Swedish Fish, if I had to choose. I want to talk about this when we're off air. I know, but I can never <laughs> talk about it because it's really embarrassing and it's like weird, but like I literally can't even touch a candy wrapper. Like I'll go crazy. I have to like wash my hands. It's so scary. Unless it's chocolate. We're definitely going to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing for like Barbies. What? It's so weird. What else are you afraid to touch? Just those two things. Okay. Like, <laughs> like weird toys and like, it's like the packaging that drives me crazy. Like it's ugly or you just don't like the way it feels weird phobia. I'm probably like, as I get older, I'm getting over it more, Mm -hmm. but it was a really big problem. Like even when I got into your car today and there was like a candy wrapper, I had to like move my foot around it. So I didn't touch it. Shit. This is really good to know. I feel like, no, don't worry about it. Don't I'm trying to make, I try not to make it a really big deal. (laughs) Um, what is your favorite sport to watch? Swimming. Oh, because I don't really like sports, but I like seeing shirtless men. <laughs> Same. <laughs> what animal adds more joy to your world? Squirrels or llamas? Llamas. Mm, They're okay. so unique and just like cute. <laughs> Squirrels are not that way to me. They're fucking annoying. If you went to the University of Central Florida, you would know what I mean. They're just mm. like crazy over there. 
Is this my fifth question? I think so, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> do you always wear your seatbelt? Yeah. Me too. I always if do. If you don't, you're f- crazy. You need to wear your fucking seatbelt. <laughs> um, what's your favorite type of muffin? Probably just like a cinnamon muffin or a banana muffin. Not blueberry. It's a really good choice. Like blueberry is not my favorite muffin. That's all. That's the, the most. Like any muffin except for blueberry. But I will eat it sometimes. Fuck a, blue- <laughs> fuck a blueberry muffin unless there's no other muffin around. Yeah, because muffins are so good. Like <laughs> just coughing. Fuck. No worries. <laughs> muffins are just so good. Like how could you deny it? I have one more just because I really want to hear it. Okay. Um, can you say good day, mate, in an Australian accent? Oh my funny story is I am the worst at accents like so bad <laughs> good day mate that's all you get oh I don't I good feel day. like I can't how, how would I do it good day mate is that good we should send this to an Australian person good day good day mate no I'm horrible at accents like it's like the thing I'm the most nervous for it like in an interview is like being put on the spot to like do an accent <laughs> Because I know I'm bad at all of them, except for maybe Spanish. Like I could do maybe a Spanish accent. I feel like secretly triggered you twice without knowing today. It's like yes, with my fucking it's candy wrapper. And I feel like I've learned so much about you. This has been awesome. Me too. Oh, I love you. I'm giving you a hug. I lo- <laughs> feel my love over the table. Please stream messy. Oh yeah, go stream. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to this podcast. You can find us on social media at Casual Talk Co, all one word. And also make sure you subscribe to us wherever you're listening to us, because I'm sure there's a button there somewhere. And next week, we're probably going to be doing the same thing, but a little bit different. With someone new. Yeah. Or maybe not. Might be, it might be us doing this again. It might be us, and you'll love it. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye.